Hey, welcome back to the JP2 Generation Podcast. This is episode 7, and my name is Tom Perna, and I am your host. It is officially the tritium. We have entered the three days preparing us for the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. My wife and I just watched Holy Thursday Mass from the chapel of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Flagstaff with the Northern Fathers. It was a shorter Mass as usual than usual because of the, the there's, there was no foot washing, um, which was hard to watch. Um, it's something I, I love the Holy Thursday Mass. It's probably one of my favorite Masses of the year. My wife feels the same way. Um, and although we were glad, I was glad to watch Mass, I felt probably for really the first time a depression of not receiving the Holy Eucharist. I have felt this before tonight in other Sundays, but since tonight was the institution of the Holy Eucharist, something was particularly bothersome. My wife and I watched Mass, as we always do, from our back porch. Uh, and tonight was on Facebook Live, so we had my computer out there. And the whole time, I'm thinking, I just want to receive the Eucharist. I just want to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. I miss receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, as does my wife, so many of our family members do, and so many of our friends do. Um, You know, for us, our Catholic faith is so important. It's ingrained within us. It's, it makes us who we are. Um, We, we, you know, we, we live a sacramental life. So to not have the sacrament of all sacraments at this point uh, not being able to receive Jesus, body, blood, soul, and divinity, it's it's gut-wrenching. It's difficult. Um, and I'm struggling with it more so than I probably ever have. What I mean, more than I ever have since we've gone to this social distancing and kind of this self-quarantining uh, because of because of this, this, this stinking virus. Um, I, I'm just so so kind of aggravated. I think I'm over it. I think a lot of people are over it. You know, I think we want, um, we want this to, uh, continue to, 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 to save lives. But we, those of us that want to receive the Eucharist, I think we're, we're kind of ready to go back and receive the Eucharist. Um, I mean, next week sometime, I'm not sure when, uh, our pastor is actually going to be coming, uh, to our homes, uh, to actually bring us the Blessed Sacrament. not We're not going to be able to receive Jesus, but he's going to bring our Lord in the monstrance. Uh, so I'll actually probably talk about it. Probably actually more likely I'll write about it because I'll have pictures and I'll put that on my blog uh, and my website um, because I will take some pictures of it when, when Father Chris comes. Um, he's our pastor and my my former boss. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we... I'm hoping our, our neighborhood is one of the first ones because I'm craving the Eucharist. I'm craving to see our Lord. Um, it's kind of funny as I'm talking about the Eucharist tonight, uh, I'm actually looking at a picture and um, I think this has to do with the argument of the Eucharist. It's a picture I've had for many years uh, and it's this beautiful image uh, of the Eucharist in the center on a altar, um, on an altar table. And, um, 
and at the bottom it's it's um different theologians and bishops discussing the Eucharist and then at the top is it's heaven and you see the Trinity our lady uh Saint John the Baptist Jesus is right in the middle and then you've got these different um you got some of the apostles on one side and some of the old testament figures on another actually they're actually as i look at it they're intertwined um <laughs> kind of funny how our lord uh, i'm looking at this and I'm craving and desiring the Eucharist. And here's this picture right in front of me that focuses and it's all about the Eucharist. So in light of this, in light of in this, this kind of this struggle I'm in and the ability not to receive the Eucharist. I mean, I can't, we're not going to be able to receive the Eucharist on Easter Sunday. Oh, it's just, it's gut-wrenching. It's, it's making my heart hurt. Um... But in light of all of this, I wanted to bring something up with you. A few years ago, um, I wanted I, I wrote about it, and this is essentially very similar to what I wrote on my blog. I talked about the importance of prayer after Holy Communion. Um, over the last 12 years or so, my understanding of the Holy Eucharist has developed um, and changed drastically from... The many preceding years, even the years that I was at Franciscan studying theology. Most importantly, I learned that the Holy Mass is about giving thanksgiving to God rather than me getting something specific out of it. I also learned that each time we go to Mass, we're renewing the covenant that Christ established for us in Luke 22. The Mass is covenant renewal. Um, that's what tonight is. That's when we, we receive the Eucharist tonight on the, the on Holy Thursday before our Lord gives his body up uh, to us on the cross. Um, we receive the Eucharist tonight. This is what we get. If, read, if, you haven't, if you've never read Luke 22, read Luke 22. It will blow you away. Um, and if you, in, in covenant renewal, I love covenants, the idea of covenant renewal, the, the covenants of the Old Testament, and then of course the new covenant, the new testament that we receive from our Lord. Um, I think many of us have the wrong idea, at least I did for a long time, about, about Mass when we say things like, I didn't get anything out of Mass, or the homily was boring, I didn't receive anything for this week, or the message wasn't good. You know, for many years, that's the way I felt. Oh, a homily was awful. I, you know, the deacon was brutal. Or when the deacon, which we don't have the, our deacons give homilies that often. But um, like even, even priest homilies, when you're like, oh, I didn't get anything out of that. I didn't, get anything, I didn't get anything out of Mass. When I was a child, when I was a teenager, I used to say that all this, all this time. Oh, I didn't get anything out of Mass. Well, you know, where do, where do these questions and these attitudes, where do they stem from? Because it's a valid question. I think they come from the perspective that Mass should give us something instead of us giving back our thanksgiving to God. Because as I stated, and as I've said above, going to Mass is is about giving thanks thanksgiving to God. It's not about getting something from God. Furthermore, I don't think these attitudes... You know, I think these attitudes also, they stem from our view of what church is according to many non-Catholic circles these days. We're saturated with the big stadium, non-denominational gospel message, 
which seems to be about what God is going to give you to help you get through the week. And I think that's where we get these at. I think that's really where this comes from. When, when we think the mass is boring, I didn't get anything out of it. The homily wasn't that good. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel good getting out of mass. Well, f- let me tell you, when you go to mass, you, you're not always going to feel good. You're not always going to want to go to mass, but it's about giving back thanksgiving to God. It's covenant renewal. That's what the Mass is about. That's what we should focus on. What are we giving back to God? What are we giving back to Christ for giving us the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity? What are we giving back? Is it all about what we want or about what we're going to give back to God in thanksgiving? For years after receiving Holy Communion, I would return to my pew and begin this litany of petitions. Um, that I wanted God to answer. So after I received Holy Communion for for many years, what I what I did is I walked back to my pew and I would give this litany of petitions. I would say, "Oh, this is what I want. This is what you know." I, I kind of wanted God to answer for me, like the prayers that that I wanted God to answer: family, friends, my own wants and needs, prayers for the sick, prayer for the dead, etc. Now, don't get me wrong; prayers of petition are important. There's a reason we ask the Blessed Mother and all the saints to pray with us. But I thought to myself at one point, is after receiving Holy Communion the best time for me to ask for all of these prayers? Or is it about giving thanksgiving to God for allowing me to receive his body and blood in the Holy Eucharist? This prayer that I'm going to read to you that I first wrote probably about eight years ago. I wrote it kind of in my head. Um, although I've developed it quite a bit since that time. Um, A few years ago, it was the first time I actually wrote it down on paper. Um, And if you're familiar with the St. Thomas Aquinas prayer after Mass, you'll see some of his elements in my prayer. Uh, Thomas is a huge influence in my life, uh, especially when it comes to theology. So sometimes things that uh, I express, I write, I talk about, often stem from uh, some of uh, St. Thomas's uh, teachings um, uh, that, you know, his, his, his original teachings. So this prayer, this is, I wanted to share this prayer with you because um, I think, you know, I think we go back to our seats and our minds sometimes wonder, wanders, uh, and, and wonders, um, but we, our mind wanders. And I think we, we, we forget what we're there for. Um, now this has been, you know, now that I have a seven month, seven month old son, um, there's times even when, when we were, when we were going to mass that I was holding my son after Holy Communion, or I was walking around with my son after Holy Communion. And there'll be days where, you know, as he gets older, I'll be doing that even more so. Uh, but I still try to do this prayer even while holding him, because I think this prayer, uh, is important for us to to kind of, you know, for me personally, this is my personal prayer, for giving back, giving thanksgiving to God. So here's this prayer. So I usually start with the sign of the cross. And my prayer begins, O Lord Jesus Christ, I give you praise and thanksgiving for allowing me to receive your body, blood, soul, and divinity in this Holy Eucharist today. I pray that this Holy Eucharist is not a condemnation on my soul, but will give me the grace and the strength to live a life of heroic virtue. I ask for the intercession of Our Lady of the Most Blessed Sacrament to pray for me and to always lead me closer to this sacrament of all sacraments. 
I ask the angels who have perpetually adored you for all eternity for their prayers and constant intercession, which li- which may lead me closer to you in this holy sacrament. I also, I also ask that the saints in heaven who once received you in this holy Eucharist here on earth and are now in your heavenly presence for their prayers and intercessions. Amen. And then I usually end it with a, with a Hail Mary. Although that prayer has kind of an intercessory element to it, my disposition, my focus when I'm praying those words is the focus on the Eucharist. That's where my disposition is. That's where my focus is. I'm, I'm thinking of the Eucharist in my head. I'm thinking of receiving our Lord in, in, in my mind as I'm saying those prayers, which I, you know, I've just received our Lord, not, not moments before. But that's where my disposition is. It's towards the Holy Eucharist. It's not for particular intercessions, which are important, but not at this time. I think this time is about giving thanksgiving, you know, covenant renewal, with our Lord. So let's pray a closing prayer. Uh, this is from, this is how I always, I always end these uh, podcasts, a closing prayer from Pope St. John Paul II. Um, and it's, this is great because, you know, this is, we're, we're in the tritium and this is a perfect time to pray for this, but although I pray it all the time uh, with these podcasts, it's a prayer for healing beneath the cross of the crucified King. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Scripture teaches us, for the message of the cross is complete absurdity to those who are headed for ruin. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We preach Christ crucified, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us. May the power of your love once be shown, once more be shown to be greater than the evil that threatens it. May it be shown to be greater than suffering. May the power of your cross, O Christ, be shown to be greater than the author of sin, who is called the Prince of Peace. For by your blood and your passion, you have redeemed the world. Amen. Pope St. John Paul II, pray for us.